0: To, to preach the word, the word of God, so that we can all be encouraged. So um, so we, we have this responsibility. There is actually a crowd of witnesses cheering us on. What are they cheering us on to do? What are we doing? <laughs> We're running a race. And I like it. We've got... Um, we're, we're casting off the things that are sort of holding us back, the, the, the sin that so easily entangles us, all the things that hinder. Um, and we are fixing our eyes. Where are we fixing our eyes? On Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. That's an interesting thing. So I did a motorbike course not too long ago. Oh, quite a while ago, actually. A long time ago. But uh, the guy... He would constantly say, look where you're going. He says, wherever you go, uh, sorry, wherever you look, there you will go. And he kept repeating it all the time. And it was a good thing, you know, because he just drilled that one thing in. And he said, now there's a corner. It's a sweeping bend. Where do you want to look? Not straight ahead, because you'll go straight ahead. If you look straight ahead through that corner, that's exactly where you'll go. But if you look through the corner, you will take that that bend really well, you know. And then uh, one of the students in the class, you know, it was a bit of a classroom setting, and they said, oh, is it true that if a truck overtakes you, um, that you can get sucked in to the, to the truck with the wind and all that? And he said, oh, no, you, you usually have a bit more stability and you know, like there could be big wins, but you know, you, you, you'll be right. You know, just maybe a little bit there. But he said, you know, what actually happens is people get distracted, and they look at the truck. And wherever you go, uh, wherever you look, therefore you will go, and that's what gets people caught out. And it's just it always stuck with me. You know, um, even if uh, you, you talk to uh, aer- aeroplane pilots, you know, they will never look at a hazard. They'll always look. Where they're going to go, you know. Uh, he was saying, if there's something on the road, whatever you do, don't look at it because you're going to hit it. You gotta, you gotta look where the path that is set out for you is. So, um, so wherever you fix your eyes, you'll go. It's very simple. Like, <laughs> I just, you know, I kind of like the motorbike analogy, but. Uh, <clears throat> But we, um, we can get so distracted. <laughs> I've got such a habit of being distracted. You know, we get distracted by all these things. And, and because, um, you know, like uh, th- there might be obstacles and there might be, there might be hurdles. But if you look at them continuously, you're going to hit them. You're going to magnify them. You're going to go towards them rather than going towards where you're supposed to be going. Um. I often think, like, so. So, what are we fixing our eyes on? You know, are we are we fixing our eyes on God, or are we fixing our eyes on the um the hurdles and the obstacles, the problems? Unfortunately, there's a bit of a a thing that I've noticed in uh, in doing life is if someone is extremely fearful of something, they almost bring it to pass. You know, they 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 meditate on it and they worry about it, and they're like, it may be a, a friend, a loved one, um, a, someone who's walked away from the faith, and they're like, oh, you know, it might be a parent or or, or a, a wife or something, and uh, and they'll be like, oh, all I want is for my husband or my child to come to know the Lord, and it. And it, it, it's it is a heavy burden. It's actually it's very, it's quite a it, it is something to be concerned about, and it is a worry. But um, we can we can worry so much that we can even push them people away from just meditating. And what we fear can end up causing um, more division, unfortunately. But if we continue to look at Jesus and trust that He loves them. More than you could even love them, and we continue to look at Jesus. We continue to um, go about the things the Father wants us to do. We run the race for Him. We don't focus on the hurdles, the disappointments, the things that um, didn't work out. We don't magnify the uh, the things that uh, um, that cause us to uh, to trip and stumble. We are. Uh, but we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, the interesting thing in this scripture as well is Jesus, where is it? In, um, in verse two, it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter um, of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, he had you in mind when he went to the cross. So not only do, do we fix our eyes on, on, on the Lord, but he fixed his eyes on you and went to the cross and dealt with sin. He's a pioneer and perfecter of faith. He's gone before. He's made a way. And it says, run the race that um, has been marked out for you. Anyone remember Darren's message uh, two weeks ago? He was talking about get the revelation from God yourself. I was very encouraged by that. We need to get our own revelation. We need to uh, um, seek him and not not get distracted with um, uh, schools of uh, thought like um, that may not be backed up by scripture, or very loosely backed up by scripture. I know all too well about schools of thought that roughly resemble scripture. My uh, my mum, she'll never she'll never see this because she's a Jehovah Witness, and she's uh you know she'll she'll never ever step foot in here. And, and you know in her mindset at the moment, but by the grace of God, she could come only by the power of God. But, but there's this um, complete deception and manipulation of Scripture, that is a scary thought. Everyone can, um, you know, go to I'mRight.com and uh, you know manipulate Scripture in the way they want. So you need your own revelation of God. All right. So, um, there's someone else in the Bible who who fixed their eyes on the wrong thing. They they they. Uh, were once fixing their eyes on um, the Lord, and they turned their eyes down towards earth. And I'll I'll explain the first, maybe the second person actually, after the devil, um, Eve. So in Genesis chapter three, verse six, um, Eve's you know chilling in the garden, and then it says, when the woman saw that the fruit. On the tree was good, um, good for food and pleasing to the eye, and desirable for gaining wisdom. She took and ate it. Soon as she took her eyes off the wonder of God and who had created her, she looked down. She looked to the things of this world, and kept um, and saw what was actually forbidden for what what they were told not to eat of this particular fruit. But it looked delicious. So so she saw it and she took it and she ate it. Wherever you look, you will go. If you you look at a, um, you know, all I want is, you know, if you covet people with money, you will go that way. If you covet and you look and um, inappropriate things, you'll go that way. You know, if you're um, so consumed with um, TV series and all that, um, I know for myself, sometimes I can just get stuck in TV series. And it's something that I need to sort of just take myself out of because it starts feeding me. And then I get all these emotions and I'm like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just yucky. It's feeding yourself on the things of this world. And... It's also um, watching someone else's story and not living out your own story. Like, I, I always get convicted of that when I, um, I'm thinking, oh, what am I doing? You know, this guy is like Superman and I'm like sitting here watching him. <laughs> you know? So, so I just want to encourage you guys. Um, there is a race marked down for you. There is, and that is encouraging. It's your race, and we need to run it. How exciting! I reckon it's pretty exciting. So, um, what are we fixing our eyes on? Are we fixing our eyes on the things of this world? Because that's where we'll stop. That's if, if we um, actually. So, uh, Izzy, he has this uh, computer game rig thing, and. Um, so, like, you sit down in this race chair, or you've got a steering wheel and your gear shifters and a big screen, and um, I was playing it the other day. I am not good at this game. <laughs> Izzy's pretty good. It was good watching him, but I would just be like, da, na 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 boom, hit a wall, and that's where I'd stay, and then I'd have to restart the game because my car blew up. And uh, we were actually having a look at um, Group B rally cars. Has anyone ever heard of Group B rally cars? Yeah, I knew Daniel would know. <laughs> There's a few. So now this is a period of time in the 80s. Obviously, it was in the 80s. Now, I was never, I never lived in the 80s. I'm 91. I feel like I missed out on something. because. <laughs> see, there was a period, I feel like, this is my observation, I wasn't there, but I feel like it's a period of time where uh, technology got to the point where things were dangerous. And safety regulations didn't quite keep up. Like, they were just... There's that, like, real buffer period there. Anyway, so this Group B rally car class is um, a class that they just had in serious... Like, just free reign. The car companies could make the fastest, lightest cars. And they only had to make 200 of the cars to, um, uh, like, to, to sell to the public. So... Um, so they were just pumping out these extremely light, fast cars, and uh, making them tailor-made for this rally. But the the, the um the, the handling and all of that was probably not quite where it is today. And the crowd control was definitely not where where is at today. So um, I'm dri- driving this rally thing, and I'm trying to me and Izzy were trying to drive this uh, Group B rally car, and it's just out of control. And um, but I'd get hung up i get hung up and, um, you know, if you hit an obstacle, you can, get, you can stay there and you won't finish your race. We've got to finish the race that's marked down for us. And um, the other thing is too, this, this rally, this group B, it was out of control. They had to shut it down because too many people died, sadly. And uh, God is faithful. He's not going to send you out on a, in a death trap. You know, he he will he will allow you to um to run the race and um to complete the race if you keep fixing your eyes on him. So uh yeah, what else we got? I wanted you to go to Second Corinthians. Chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. It says, For our light and momentary trouble, there are um, troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We need to stop being distracted by the little things and getting hung up in our, um, in our walk by, uh, by things that are seen. It's interesting. How do you see things that are unseen? That sounds a bit weird. <laughs> by faith. We need to, he, Jesus is the author and the perfecter of faith. And we need to be using our faith to see. The plan that is marked out for us and to appropriate that plan by faith and uh, not get too hung up on the things that are seen and because um, they will all fade away you know how many people have bought something brand new and you're like my goodness this is the best thing ever and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cherish this. And then, oh, maybe it gets a few scratches and, you know, and then it starts to break down and, or, you know, it starts to not work the way, you know, oh, a stupid thing. And you give it away. Has that ever happened to anyone? <laughs> things are temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. So we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We've got to keep our eyes fixed on the eternal I love that um, Wait, there is a we've really rushed through this service. Oh my gosh, we might be finished really early. I just like looked at the time. <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't mind knocking off early. Just don't tell Pastor Keith. <laughs> yeah, right. You got any more notices? <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, very good. All right. <clears throat> nice. So, um, <laughs> fix your eyes on the prize. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. We all want to hear. You know, this, is, this has been my goal for a long time. You know, Paul, what an amazing life the Apostle Paul ran. He, ran, he, he refers to his life being a race quite often. And he says, um, he says towards the end of his life, he says it in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. I've fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. That is what I want to say. I have kept the faith. Unfortunately, I see so many people um, overthinking things and wanting to know the things that we really don't need to know. There are some things that um, are only answered by the goodness of God and the trust in a good God. God. There are some things that we won't know until we go to heaven. And we go, you know, God, what about this? What about that? But I trust the goodness of God. He's, he's gone before me. He, he is faithful. He is true. And um, it can be sometimes a, uh, a thing that we just have to continually remind ourselves that God is good, God is faithful, and the things that are seen are only temporary. You may be attacked with the things that are seen. You may be attacked by the, uh, the, the, the things that um, you can perceive by your senses, and it doesn't make sense to you. There's so many stories about martyrs that never saw what, um, not, never saw what was accomplished by their death. Uh, the whole previous chapter of um, where I was speaking out of Hebrews 12, Hebrews 11 talks about a lot of those people who never ever saw what, was, uh, what uh, their sacrifice would bring about. It talks about Abraham, who was as good as dead. The Bible says he was as good as dead not very nice. It's not a very nice way to describe a person, is it? Okay, don't you reckon? As good as dead, he must have been pretty old, and he must have had some um, some issues in the te- in the things that are temporary. In this in this, uh, if you hadn't looked at him, that's what you would have thought. But God had another plan. He allowed. Sarah to conceive a child and from that child and then another child and then another child there was Israel and um, that was God's people and um, he looked up he didn't look across, he looked up he looked at the stars and he he said look at all those stars that's how many descendants I'll give you he didn't look, he didn't look at himself, he'd be like I'm as good as dead I kind of think that's, that's interesting because we can think this, this situation is as good as dead. But when you look up, there's a promise. There was a promise that um, God made to Abraham. The um, As many stars are in the sky, can you count them? No, I can't. That's how many descendants I'll give to you. So Paul ran this race. He says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award me on that day, and not only me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing." Do you long for his appearing? Do we hasten the coming of the Lord? There's there's an interesting scripture. This isn't on my notes. Um, There's a uh, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the um, to every um, to the ends of the world, and then the end will come. This gospel. Where is that? Someone Google it. Tell me where it is. I can't remember where it is. But um, it says this. I think it's in Matthew. I, don't know. I can't remember. But t- someone will be able to tell But this gospel shall be preached um, throughout the whole world and then the end will come. This is actually how we hasten the coming of the Lord. The sooner the whole world knows about the goodness of our Lord, the sooner the end will come. Oh, what an interesting thought. What is it? Matthew twenty four fourteen. There you go. So uh, that's one of my that's my favourite motivating scriptures to keep us on track. If I really do hasten the uh, you know the, the coming of the Lord, I need to tell people. I need to tell people about my Lord and Saviour. Um, I will s- go back to um, one point in uh, the First Corinthians. Uh, chapter 9, verse 24, that... Um, oh, have I said that? I haven't mentioned this one yet, have I? Ah, it's a new scripture. I haven't gone back to it. Um, we'll have... I can't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. There's a new scripture here. First Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. It says, Do, do you not know that there is a race... All the runners, sorry. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who completes um, competes in the game goes into strict training. They do not. uh, They do it to gain a crown that will not last. But we do it see um, Paul was saying I've run the race I've, I've, um, I've, uh, I've kept the faith but while he was running the race he says he, he talks about this race that he ran it in such a way that he wanted to get the prize he was marveling at the time of these runners would run and discipline themselves they would go into strict training and they would uh, only receive something that is temporary but Um, he was saying, we've got something so much greater to run for. We've got something so much greater. And uh, so we need to... um, And what's he say? What do we do? do? He says, I don't want to be like a boxer beating the air. He says, but what do I do? I strike blows to my own body. He's like, I discipline myself. I... um, I lead myself to be led by God, to run this race that he has marked out for us. So it takes self-discipline. And it also takes a, um, an element of, uh, of, what would you say, uh, selflessness. Because we are running out his race, not our own. We can have our own ideas and all this sort of stuff. But when we surrender and we are we we say, "Hey, Lord, I want to do your race, your way, and you discipline yourself to do that you um it, 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 you put yourself in a spot where um, there can be light momentary affliction, but it is working out something eternal, you know it 's N- n- running a race is not easy. Who likes running? Like, some people do. They love it. They love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, and there's some good benefits to loving running. You know, you, you don't look like this. <laughs> it's one benefit. <laughs> um, and But th- there is rewards in running. Like, apparently, you get this running... High or something, but you really have to work for it. You know, I mean, you have to run. You have to run. I um, I'm suffering from the food high. You know, the the food coma they call it actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, the gluttony is also a bad sin. Um, so don't do it. So, <laughs> and that's temporary, isn't it? And that can actually stop you from um, running the race if you eat too much. True story. But you do need to eat, you know. But anyway, um, I divert. Now, I will finish it up here soon. Um, but I want to encourage you to, um, to run in such a way that you're going to get the prize. Like, I don't want to be like old Bowen Purcell here on Izzy's racing rig, just crashing and staying there. Got to get back up. got to change that pop tire, you know, and you got to keep going. It's your race. It's marked out for you and you'll win it if you complete it. You know, don't get hung up on the small things, small things and the big things. Don't get hung up on even the big things. And there are some big, big, big things that happen to us in life and my goodness they can shake you to the core but there is some th- something to look forward to and we will one day be at our actual home we will be home this we're on a pilgrimage we're on a pilgrimage through this earth you know this is not our Permanent dwelling we if we have faith to see what God sees you know what, what God has for us um, through this um, this earthly tent you know and we continue to walk faithfully with God we will we will be, get to be with him so keep your eyes on the prize keep your eyes on Jesus and uh, one day we will hear this word. These words, what words are they? In Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Does anyone, can anyone guess it? What's he going to say? Amen. They're the words that we want to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. And I, I want to run a race that the prize at the end is hearing those words. And I want to encourage every single person to, um, to run that race. Keep the faith. Keep walking towards what uh, God has for you.